Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yeah, yo, yeah, yo, folks. Welcome to the latest and the greatest from the Yonko table. That is the voice of Grandmaster Hoop coming at you from the Imperial Star Destroyer on its way back to the galaxy that we know and love. Because that's right, folks. We're here to talk about Ahsoka. That's right. Star Wars Ahsoka. The latest from the live action Star Wars series on Disney Plus. And dare I say, goodness, it might be just the best of the live action series to date. With me as always is fellow Yonko, Dr. Jace Attorney. Dr. Jace Attorney, Ahsoka, goodness gracious, a finale. What a finale we just witnessed. Are you team Ahsoka? The best Star Wars series to date? I said it. I said it. He cast the first stone. I am team Ahsoka. I am team Ahsoka. I... I have some thoughts on it. Uh, roller coaster ride throughout all eight episodes, which uh, I appreciate. I know we we've been uh, criticizing some of the other shows of another franchise that tend to be on the shorter end on the six episode run, but eight episodes, clean and nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm Team Ahsoka with some catches. Uh, <laughs> it is not the best. Oh, live really? action. It wow. is not, but 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 we'll get into it. We'll get, we'll get into, into it. it. Sure, sure. That's fine. Uh, goodness, we are not alone in our venture to a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. We have supernovas joining the fun. Let's hear who will be joining us tonight as we deep dive Ahsoka. Vienna, Vienna, Paige and Dr. Mondo. Hi, I'm Gay at Home Dad, and I'm just here for the drama. All right, cool, folks. Now, listen, uh, we have, we did not cover the whole series. Um, this is our series take of Ahsoka. Now, of course, we'll be talking about all the highlights of season one. I guess this is season one, first of all. Uh, and then, of course, with the finale that just aired this evening, we'll be definitely, I'm sure, have a lot of thoughts on that. And where the series will go from there. Uh, but with that said, um, here we are, Ahsoka, the fifth live action Star Wars series. We are, can you believe we're five live action series in uh Star Wars, which one is crazy. And at center stage here is Ahsoka, uh, which a lot would call the love baby of Dave Filoni and George Lucas. What do you mean? That's what she is. I guess. Is that the best comparison? Who who carried Ahsoka to term? Who carried Ahsoka 
the term uh two term two term oh, who, who developed her and who, brought her it's a felony baby for sure so felony uh, incubated ahsoka yeah they say um mm. george lucas you know the skywalkers that's his you know that's his big jedi familial name claim to fame in star wars ahsoka is rightfully dave felonies um and then you know as far as the ahsoka series goes it is it serves many pieces i would say it, it serves as you know a continuation of several star wars series uh animated and live action uh a new chapter within this felony verse as they are now dubbing it and uh i would say a brand new direction for the franchise as a whole uh, but with that said, you know, there's a lot that can be said about Ahsoka. Well, let's just talk about, you know, overall thoughts as far as what did we want going into this series? Where are we coming off of? You know, some of us are coming off of Mando season three. Some of us have still sour taste from Boba Fett and shows like Obi-Wan. Where, where, where was our heads when Ahsoka was announced and Obviously, when it came, where where were we prior to the beginning of this series? Uh, the floor is open. So I pretty much like came out of like season three, uh, Mandalorian, and like I always do this caveat when it comes to Star Wars. I am not a Star Wars fan. I will see like Star Wars and all that, but I am not a fan. You and Even Toasty though... would be best friends on this. Uh, but either way. Yeah, like I just came out of season three of Mandalorian and yeah, Mandalorian for me still is number one. Although Ahsoka was really good. Like I really enjoyed Ahsoka. Um, so that's where I was. And I was just expecting something like fantastical, like in the Star Wars universe that's exciting, but also can be somehow somewhat thought provoking. And it just lets me see how grand the universe is. Hmm. Um, well, I did not see season three of Mandalorian. Um, I did not watch the Obi-Wan series either. Behind. Uh, Catwoman V. Uh, listen. So how could I, you? I will... I did not need the Obi-Wan series, just like I didn't need the, the Han Solo movie. I, I did not care to watch them because I didn't see the point of them. It is what it is. That's where I mm. stand on it. Mm. Uh, but I did. I am behind on season three of Mandalorian. I I don't know what happened. Like I missed one episode and then I just never got back. So finishing it. So it. I will do that. Um, I did see Boba Fett. Uh, very lackluster um, for lots of reasons. And oh, without going on a tangent, oh, uh, oh, I felt. Um, I felt like you know honestly that Ahsoka was kind of going to probably be a little mediocre just based off what I had seen of the live action TV Ooh. series. I thought that they were just going to be giving us kind of like fan service stuff and kind of just like serving it up, uh, banking on the Star Wars name, banking on the fact that she was a beloved character within uh, the Clone Wars series. So I didn't think that the show was going to be terrible. I just didn't think that it was going to be as good as it wound up being. It actually blew my my expectations way out of the water. So I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, I'm I'm with uh, Catwoman V on like how I was coming into this series. Uh, cautious optimism, 
Mm. Um, I, 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 I've been betrayed many a times with Star Wars. Uh, without getting into it, uh, oops, uh, Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba Fett was its own thing, its own demon. Uh, Obi Wan had its ups and downs. Mandalorian season three, it wasn't bad, but to the standard that I hold Mandalorian up to with seasons one and two. Season three kind of felt a little lackluster in that regard. So going into Ahsoka, who is like easily one of my favorite Star Wars characters in the expanded universe. And I think even in the fandom, like people just love the character of Ahsoka, which is such a contrast to how she was first introduced mm. back with that uh, garbage Clone Wars movie. <laughs> uh, like people hated her. They hated her. Uh, but But now everyone loves her. So going into Ahsoka, I was kind of worried. I'm like, dude, it's a toss of a coin if if uh, uh, Disney and or Dave Filoni or whoever's in charge of the Star Wars project if they're gonna do a good job with it or not. And I and then and not only that, the trailers leading up to Ahsoka's premiere. I'm gonna be honest, I was not impressed by those trailers. They they just seemed boring to me. The the choreography seemed boring the 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 camera work seemed boring it was boring Bo at least the trailers so that was me going into ahsoka i was hoping please just just don't do it to this one too <laughs> please do it right please do it well so yeah cautious optimism going into the show no i think everything everybody has said fair statements as with regards cautious optimism bitter taste yes I still have Boba Fett in the back of my no no Boba Fett for me was a better experience than uh, Obi Wan I'm gonna say oh, that oh um, and I'll tell you and oh. I'll tell you you know as far as um, expectations going in with Ahsoka uh, versus kind of expectations with Mandalorian uh, you know Ahsoka as we said has become a beloved character to where you know if you're going to dedicate a series to such a character you know you really want a good well worth it type of story and dare i say it obi-wan did not deliver on a beloved character uh boba fett did not deliver on a beloved character and then mandalorian probably has the most freedom to play around with a character who is just really they're trying to establish as a character find that footing new character in... there are no expectations with that with a new character exactly exactly but i'll tell you what with Ahsoka, I, I kind of went in relatively blind. I don't think the trailers wowed me either, but like there came a, there came a point where I stopped like researching who's in the cast, who's been cited as directors and everything. And, you know, I didn't play the catch up game with Rebels until literally I, I finished my Rebels watch uh, by episode like three of the subject. God, did, was I the only one that watched Rebels? No, before? I watched it. <laughs> okay, thank you. I, I had be... watched it a while ago. And, well, pretty much, uh, I'm the only one here that, like, didn't watch Rebels before going Sacrilege. Wow. Yeah. And it would have helped. I mean, the... Brenda, um, this and, is and literally with... Rebels 2. No, I like I knew the yeah. characters of Rebels. Huh, I knew yeah. the characters of Rebels. I didn't see the show. And even so, I still enjoyed Ahsoka. And like I pieced and I like I pieced everything together. It wasn't like, oh my god, I don't understand what the hell is going on. Like, like I kind of 
figured it out pretty quickly. To to a credit of the Ahsoka show that it is very much a Rebels follow up, but very much its own, yes. uh, you know, carving in the Star Wars timeline. And yeah, it wasn't very much. Oh, you had to watch Rebels to know what's yeah, going on. Definitely, it helps. It helps uh, a lot. Yeah, uh, because you it would help you understand why they are so uh, fretful or fearful of Thrawn coming back. Like, yeah, what like, kind of what kind of threat he actually poses? And okay, who's Sabine? And why is Ezra this important person? First of all, why who she the hell is Hera? Why, who, why is she risking Hera? the fate so, of the uni- uh, the galaxy to just rescue this kid named Ezra? And then yeah. sinking it down the fucking toilet. Sorry, you can. It, it's oh, okay. It's okay. Sinking it down the toilet anyway because of the finale. But it, either way. Uh, but I will say, I don't know if I'm going to go on a tangent with this. But I will say I agree with that about like you know some people not watching the show, uh, not watching Rebels or not watching Clone Wars before watching Ahsoka, uh, and that that's part of the problem with Star Wars. There's so much content out there now that now that some different Absolutely. pieces are starting to tie together. It, it if you are playing the catch-up game it, it is kind of like overwhelming to try to understand every little piece i i agree however i will say this and then we'll start talking about the series as a whole <laughs> i think outside of the movies this star wars content is more enjoyable than what we've gotten from the sequel uh trilogy uh so seven eight nine. Oh, for sure uh yeah the solo film uh, and then as uh, I mean I I rather watch the Clone Wars if we're talking about prequel series era I rather watch the Clone Wars the series than rewatch those movies I think they're doing a phenomenal job uh, the at only, times the only Star Wars movie that came out like right after you know like the uh, the, the Disney old- acquisition yeah the Disney acquisition that was good Rogue One Rogue Absolutely. One which is crazy because Bro, I don't think one. any of us here have watched Andor. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's still Lowry. on the list. It's but on the list. You're right. It's so on the list. It's but Andor. The I haven't watched it, but I did not ask for it. I did not ask for this series, but now I have questions because we know what happens to the character. We 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 saw what happened to him. He dies. So now they, of course, have all this all this time, all this space to make up anything about him they can go as many seasons as they want until they get to that point in the movie which i think is what you all were talking about i kind of like alluding to with mandalorian i'm sorry with the mandalorian about how they can kind of just play around with that character whereas with ahsoka and with obi-wan these are characters that are pretty established their story is pretty known if you're just going to expand on it that's fine but trying to do what they have done in some cases also with boba fett it's a dangerous game if you don't do it properly because you're going to let down a lot of the fandom. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I guess with Ahsoka, it's a very personal character to Dave Filoni. And here we are with eight episodes uh, that there we've, we've been saying nothing short of eight on every single episode. Yeah. Eight out of 10. Eight out of ten oh, or like higher. Score on on all of them. On every, average, yeah, the average is eight average. or higher. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Them first two episodes, I was like, we're, we're gonna see how this how this goes. But it steadily got better, kept my interest, and uh, left me wanting more at the end of each episode. Yeah, no, it really built. It really built. So let's let's get into this. Uh, and I think because we're not gonna go episode by episode, but I think the story is very it's very easy to kind of dissect. Honestly, uh, mm-hmm. 
think it's very uh you could pick it apart but at the heart of it all if you follow the characters and their journey you got the story of ahsoka um so here we are it's ahsoka rosario dawson this is her third time around she had an appearance in boba fett and mandalorian season two mm-hmm. and now they get she's full reigns uh and where do we leave her off she's uh she's been tracking thrawn she's a little beaten down since uh the reveal that anakin became darth vader and just from rebels right yes that was in rebels right that that big reveal really shook her and broke her as a character and then on top of that in the gap between this show and rebels there was a time where she was training sabine and she let that go uh due to sabine and the loss of mandalore tying it back to the mandalorian here we are she's now we gotta go do something thrawn's coming he's coming uh did you enjoy watching Rosario Dawson in the lead as Ahsoka. Was that a was was it I, good? Was it fun? Yeah, was she... I I I like Rosario Dawson. As Is it layered? Actor. She did a she did a great job as Ahsoka. I really like I really liked Ahsoka's character and the way she portrayed it throughout the show. Uh, and I could appreciate like the growth of the character throughout the show. She did a really good job. Plus, I'm also biased because she's 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 Puerto Rican. There it is. We were, we were waiting for it. We oh, were just just throw it out there. Just perfect. Yep. I'm also biased with Rosario Dawson. I mean, I too. Rosario uh, Dawson's great. Didn't we meet her once? Or no, no. No, was... we didn't meet her. Okay. We didn't see her either because uh, at MegaCon she was shrouded behind the. Her and Hayden were both there, which is crazy. Oh, they, uh, she I was did. with Hayden. Or, he was there. They were both there. But they were together and, there. No, and I, their I, boots were, were right next to each other. And like wow. I think I was reading something that like you saying, uh, big hand. sorry, of Hayden says because they're friends. Like they, I think they were in the same acting. They school. had the same yeah, acting yeah. class. They did. Yeah, they yeah. had the same acting class. That's crazy. And this is the first time like they met up since uh, since all that, and it was like very emotional for them. Like when especially that fifth episode where there is that interaction between them that it was like very emotional like i think they interviewed uh, interviewed them and that's what they got no was, that's I, I found that really cool that's like small world oh no that is super cool to hear that right yeah. so um rosario as ahsoka i i will agree with dr mondo i appreciated the growth of the character uh given that most of most of the time that you've seen Ahsoka on screen, she's been very, like, you know, I wouldn't say bubbly, but very personable, very kind of upbeat, but still serious. I mean, they were in the middle of a war, so, you know, she's a young one, growing, learning, uh, but she had her master with her. She had Obi-Wan as well. Uh, she didn't seem to be too down all the time, but I think at the beginning of this series, she was just so so serious more serious than i had ever seen her and i wasn't sure that i really liked that depiction but i do appreciate um like you said dr mondo about the growth and how she eventually got back to a little bit more smiling ahsoka towards the end of the series i I felt that that was great other other than that the depiction of ahsoka i didn't mind i will stand by i did not 
I did not like the choreography when it came to the lightsaber battles. I felt that it was a little too stiff, but that's the only complaint I had. I, I actually, I actually liked it because, um, at least I got a lot of like Japanese influence from a lot of the show. Like, oh yes, even if Mandalorian like, is a Western. This Mandalorian is a, a Western. This is like this is samurai, and like you could mm. see, it was like stances. There was like a heavy influence on like the stances, the lightsaber stances, which. I think like if you go like really with the Star Wars mythos, there's like different forms of lightsaber combat, but here they made it almost like samurai stances and they're different samurai stances. And even like Ahsoka's lightsabers, the the hilts were katanas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was very Japanese influenced, even the shots, the music, everything. It was very Japanese. So I actually, I even though it was stiff i saw what they were trying to do and i really liked that it was like if i found it artistic mm. that makes sense um yeah I, I i like rosario's portrayal as um ahsoka i i do i do think with like catwoman v like the the early portions of the season where she's playing that more serious role that was kind of like I understood why she was in that, uh, I guess, mood for her character, but at the same time, it's not the version of Ahsoka that I'm used to seeing a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess in, in the early episodes, it didn't captivate me as much as the way it is later on, where she does start to open up again and she starts to act more like her, her Clone War self, her Rebel self. That that's the Ahsoka that I grew to like love as a character, but unfortunately at least for the first portion of the season she's she's in you know the mood and i get it i get it but i i just yeah Ahsoka the gray became ahsoka the white oh, oh literally wow. actually you know wow yeah, yeah. There you go profound damn wow. yeah job. a lot of literary references no, like, that was like basically mm. lord of the rings right over my head uh, you know until you said it i did not put that together but absolutely absolutely wow yeah makes perfect sense yeah, yeah no the gray the Ahsoka the really writing this uh yeah no i definitely think um yeah i i guess when you think of the the ahsoka character you really go straight to clone wars you go to rebels and you never really think how much has gone through like what she has gone through in the span of time of the star wars universe and it's like it's it's really grim a lot of it there ain't really happy moments it's so. war it's yeah, war. Like she she became war a Jedi in the war, pretty much started off as a kid in the war, became disillusioned with the Jedi. And then that the your master, pretty much the person that you always depended on, that you looked up to, succumbed to the dark side. And, and tries to and kill you. The way you figure it, it tries to kill you, it's a broker. Like it, it made her question everything that she fought for everything that she like she stood up for that she was raised in mm. and to a certain way i think a lot of the times throughout the series it's like she feels like this it's like this guilt as to you know i think i think maybe maybe i interpret it wrong but it's like seeing anakin as darth vader she feels somewhat guilty for that oh, yeah no no that that was a huge part of it it was very much so, responsibility yeah because there. it's like 
you were there. It's like you were there for me. I I think the way she sees it, it's like Anna King was always there for her, but when Anna King needed her, she wasn't there. And there right. is and there is that guilt, and she pushes everyone away and actually kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy does the same with Sabine. She wasn't there for Sabine. Mm. Like she in a certain way like abandoned Sabine. There was uh and it's it's int uh, well see I'm I'm now going to open up the floor to uh let's get into yeah the rebels cast is here. Sabine, Hera, Jason, Chopper, they're all here and they're it's Except very much for the other one who Steven Zeb, Bloom, Zeb. Zeb was he had that cameo in uh Mando, but he wasn't here. Three. He wasn't, he wasn't here, here, which I think they're properly trying to set up the grand Four, reunion, yeah, mm. of the Rebels cast. Well, I'm I, that's coming, I, I, without question. Um, but it's very much their show too. And on the topic of Sabine, uh, you know, now that we mentioned, you know, this feeling Ahsoka had as far as you know, she wasn't there for Anakin, and this finale reveals that. There was a darkness inside Sabine after the purging of Mandalore. And she and was afraid that she was going to be that again. She was going to like go down the same path as Anakin, the dark side and all that kind of stuff. But and yeah, she just feels guilty about everything. She just has a, a ton of veil of guilt on her. And then the same thing, too, I, I like watching Sabine and the actress um, Natasha Liu Bordizo. I was like, she's not. And we, when we were watching this whole time, we were like, she's giving Sabine like this, this very, you know, artistic energy. Yeah. Uh, this rebel in a sense, but there then was no spray paint this entire time. I will. Oh my gosh, she did not do any graffiti. I, I will it didn't it feel like Sabine, uh, at least for that first portion. Like I was, I was wondering, like, yeah, I know your name is Sabine. The you know you're being called Sabine in this episode, but I don't know, something's missing. Some ingredients uh. missing. I mean, of course, losing Ezra the way that she did without having any type of resolution, like, you know, if, if someone dies, then, okay, they're dead, you can mourn and move on. But with the fact that he was just missing, presumed dead, no real way of, like, getting back to him, but, hope, like, keeping hope alive, I get that that would change someone's personality and how they go about life, because, of course, she grew her hair out, and she had long hair in episode one, which I was like, what the heck is this? But... The fact that they didn't lean into her artistic abilities even a little bit or even hint at them, I was like, I'm not really feeling well, that. Well, well, she did. Um, she did the mural, the that thing in episode one, the mural with uh, right. That that was her, wasn't it? Well, technically, with, she did that at the end of Rebels. Yeah, but... so that right. was done. They were just honoring. Uh, oh, oh, that team. was in Rebels. That she yeah, did. that was at the. It was oh, in the finale okay. of Rebels. Never mind. It doesn't count. It doesn't. But count. No, no, but like. But then when you really dial back and you think about the purging of Mandalore, I for I did not think about that once that like I forgot that her family would have been part of that and she survived, they died. These characters have gone through some stuff since the last time we seen them. Yeah. Um now I will say her portrayal, Natasha Lee Bordizo, it definitely could have been better at could times. It's very stale. A lot of a lot of times, yeah. Um, so like I, again, I didn't see Rebel. I know I knew who Sabine was because I I knew the character, like I knew the character, like the character names and all that. But coming in as a person that didn't see Rebels, 
I like Sabine was my one. I would say my least favorite part of the show. Like, mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, like her portrayal, her, the actress. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't think she did a great job. Yeah, yeah she, she she wasn't doing it for me either. Um, yeah, like, it was she just, wasn't bad. Like, like she wasn't. She bad. wasn't bad. It wasn't like oh my god, get like, her off okay. the screen. Like, I I think the story does better by Sabine as a character than the actress does by Sabine the character. Does that no, make like, so like the saving I, yeah, grace of? I would I would go with the that. story that she yeah. has. Yeah, it's like yeah. I don't have a problem with Sabine the character. I just have uh, a. A problem with how she's portrayed like, no no the story yeah. saved this, the character yes yeah yeah the sabine, story was fine sabine is like a spunky character in rebels and so you kind of get this like teenage rebellion part of her but of course she grows up she goes through a bunch of loss so that you would expect that does like harden her and change her a little bit mm -hmm. but it just it wasn't quite what i expected like i would have expected sabine to kind of turn it more into like what ahsoka was like you know a little bit more stoic a little bit less joyous in life and things like that this sabine is basically willing to basically just say whatever to everything she's just blase about everything until she comes up with something about ezra and that's the only thing she cares about ezra 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 ezra, ezra, ezra. We'll, we'll we'll come back to ezra uh that's a We'll come back to that. Yeah, um, thoughts on Ezra. Yeah, yeah. We got Hera and the New Republic. Um, a Mary Elizabeth Winstead married to Ewan McGregor, aka Obi Wan Kenobi. She's married to Ewan McGregor. Yes, she is. Wow. Right. Wow. That's all world. That's not. That wouldn't be. It's not nepotism if you're married, right? It's only if you're a child. Right. I don't know. Isn't it a familial connection to get a uh, listen? She's a great actress. I don't know if she this, this, this I had the biggest did, did it feel out of place though like yes. a little bit like because like you you know you know this is the thing with Star Wars that I I wish that they stem away from where they don't get an easily recognizable face to put on a character because then at least for me that's all I see on screen uh in Mando season 3 there oh, were these two characters not jack black and lizzo it's jack black and lizzo you don't Damn, even remember their did. names oh my gosh listen, names. this episode is <laughs> wild uh doc brown is in the episode too doc brown you, you, you don't one episode you don't remember the Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline characters they, and that's there's a reason for that it's because mm. of the actor's recognizability you see their face and you're like damn that that's jack black that's doc brown that's well, lizzo well were you looking at uh hera and being like that's sue tenny she's that's gonna sue drop she's gonna drop sky high uh, out of the air <laughs> practically i'm like oh god i mean she was good she was that's, good that's, as that's ramona flowers uh, ramona I mean, I flowers where's good. scott pilgrim where is he at but so, I, yeah, I just, I, I, I kind of, she was good as Hera, but at the same time, I, I don't like when Star Wars does that. I don't like when they get 
recognizable faces in roles that you know uh that are either main roles like for example I, pedro pascal he's got a helmet on the whole time he has a helmet on the whole time and when he had the mandalorian uh when he got the role he wasn't he wasn't like too like well known like he had a game of thrones certain circles certain narcos. circles narcos yeah. yeah like like he wasn't like too out there but obviously now he's blown up and yeah he's yeah. his name's big um but yeah i she was fine as hera i guess I, stop doing this she wasn't stop giving hera this. i'm that's my two cents she wasn't giving hera that's what it. is hera to you commanding uh like you're, she's a oh. general Commanding. I didn't get General Hera. To be mm. fair, this is a different type of scenario. The war's ended. The she war's over. As, what do you want her to do? doesn't have to be as domineering. Like, peacetime. Oh, but no. I will say, the most Hera we got out of this character was when she was being a pilot. We, like, any time after that, or any time where she was, like, talking to... Well, I guess when she was talking to that one particular senator, she was kind of... Yeah, she got a little spicy. So, yeah. 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 But other than that, again... Oh, you know, it's another thing. Starting at the beginning of the season, she wasn't really as impressive, but as it went on, she got better. I was like, okay, I'm I'm okay with you in this role. Would not be mad if they recast you, but I'm okay with you in this role. Oh, damn, recast it. <laughs> Gotta be honest. That's okay. That's okay. She's, she's not alone. Jason. Uh, Jason. Who's probably Jason. got a, a lot of freedom, too. A lot. As a character. We only saw him for, like, two seconds in Rebels. Uh... Son of Canaan and Hera, uh, four sure sensitive how those genes mixed, but sure. No, we we've seen this before. We did. Well, wait, with who? In Clone Wars, there was a clone and a Twi'lek. Twi yeah, yeah, and they mm -hmm. had kids. Oh, one the one them, that had the farm. They had a farm or something. He, he was a deserter. Yep. Okay. Yeah. You know, I still say that. I still say that he married that Twi'lek, and she already had kids. Them kids didn't have. Tentacles. The Actually, wait it. a minute. No, I think she already. I think they already had the kids. Hell no, 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 yes, no. Those are crossbreeds. Yes. Oh, wow. No, listen. <laughs> oh wow, problematic. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear. If you look it up, I for the deserter. I we, swear that it is in a podcast. Get back check. Get we back will come. Check. We will. We will come back to this. Yeah. Um, back, back but Jason, you know, representing what could be the next age of Jedi. Um, I'm fine with the kid. Uh, he's fine. Yeah, he was. Uh, it's not. It's it's not his show. So you know, the focus right. is not mainly on him. He had his good moment. Um, you know, uh, finding Ahsoka. That was him. Uh, and that's it. He was there. Out, done. One and done. He was there. Yeah. He did his thing. Yeah. And he stepped okay. out of the spotlight. Uh, same thing with Chopper. Uh, I didn't need too much of Chopper. Yep. Uh, he made his beeps and boops, and, and he was out. Yeah. Yeah. Very useful but, in the end. Uh, yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, he, they were going to shoot him. They were? Were they, though? Because, like, uh, he... Listen. He started, uh, like I, I said, the only person who would have recognized him was Hera. Everyone else starts lowering But why'd he leave his helmet on? Why'd he leave... Why is he clowning? Why is he walking know, onto a, we, a, a new Republic ship? We will, we will come back because armor. that was just a... That was a that was a Rebels Easter egg. We will come back. Duh. Um, they let him. We will come back. They let him late. Um, Hugh Yang is the like the only other returning character. I think. Oh yeah, I David forgot Tennant. about him. David Tennant, uh, the, the the tenth and now fourteenth Doctor. 
Right, right. That's the thing. Yes, because Shuti is 15th doctor. Exactly. Yeah. Don't pretend that you know. Oh, I know enough. Thank <laughs> you. Dr. Jason. Thank you very much. I know At enough. All. Check him. See, check I know him enough. I, I know enough. Nino knows. Unpack that's him. That's my, that's my fellow Huvian. Hugh Yang is probably now my third favorite droid behind R2 and C3PO. Uh, just a cool character being. I like I like Hu Yang. Hu Yang was I nice. Like him. Yeah, he's very very personal. He's got a, a legit personality, and I, yes. I appreciate that. It's, he's had a good range. He's a gatekeeper. It, uh, literally, I'm not gonna lie. It's, he's a relic. It's kind of sad that a droid had more personality than some that's of. That's insane. Yeah, some you know the, what? He had the most range out of all of them. That's David Tennant. He understands. No, 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 that's right. droid, he was portraying a droid. Something no, that should like, be like. Like, like, see, Brinko's always like, oh, Master Anakin, oh, where do I go? R2. Just that lame like, nonsense. Yeah, like, what he droid does? in this <laughs> show had more personality than some of the characters. Hu Yang was great. Yeah, you know they, what? David yeah. Tennant delivers. Oh, no, That's he insane. does. That's insane. Like, he always delivers. David Tennant is amazing. Goodness. And, but yeah. Sure. Um, with that said, you know, this all there's this plot to find Thrawn on the villain side. The first, I don't know even what you want to call them. The heir to the Empire is basically, and we have some new factions. We have well, Morgan Elsbeth, Night Sister, Morgan Elsbeth, mm. uh, is teaming up mm. with fallen Jedi Balin Skull, mm. played by Damn. the late great Ray Stevenson. Rest in peace. R.I.P. And his apprentice Shin. Mm. and this is where i think the show really started to kind of like peak our interest because i when we were watching it like this is where we were like the questions were coming the ooh, will they won't they this is where i was the most interested uh so the night sisters are a huge role in all of this uh which we all watch clone wars right we better oh uh, what was oh, that? What's this? Oh, what's, what's that? What's was that? Half half the se half the series? Yeah, Episode like one? Half, like yeah, half. I was yeah. I for I even forgot like where I left off, but I don't I do know what the Night Sisters are. You know are. the Night Sisters, yeah. Yeah, I know the Night That's Sisters. Good. Yeah. Well, Minimum. I know well, I know the Night Sisters. I know Dathomir. I know all that stuff. Okay. Catwoman V, I know you don't no, know. Oh my the gosh, Sisters. was he freaking you know, out? It was that first moment where Ahsoka went to that Night Sister little temple and got the map. Go ahead. Well, because when we first saw it, like we when we were watching it, I was like, this doesn't look like a Jedi temple. And we were trying to figure it out what it actually was. And it was later on when we were like, those were women up on the up on the walls, the murals. I was like, okay, so these are the Night Sisters. When Morgan said it, I was like, look, they're gonna be doing something with the Night Sisters because there's no way they just pull that that one particular aspect of all of Star Wars, and then they're not going to develop it. And I, I we're probably going to get to it later, but I will say, I got the one thing that I asked for, and I was right about the other thing too. I called that shit. Listen, I'm, uh, this uh, is where this is where I think Star Wars can thrive is when you take these aspects of the Star Wars mythos and just really expand on them instead of doing the same old yeah. shit. You know, like honestly, there's Take a risk. so much when it comes to like the 
the mythos, like the history in Star Wars, like Old Republic, even you go even farther back. There's so much that you can kind of pull from. Yeah. And I was like, I was just so excited that I was like, because one, we had not seen unless uh, Dr. Mondo, I don't know. Have you played the Fallen Order games? Yes. Okay. So, and I know Dr. Jace, Marin is the only Night Sister representation we have had in Star Wars since the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to bring them back into the fold, I'm like, oh, this is cool because- In episode one. In episode one, because this isn't like, it has never been answered how the hell they do what they can do. Like the magic, like, and now of course we still didn't get those answers. But, but we we got enough. We're getting something. We're getting something. We didn't get enough, but we got a little bit more. We got a teaspoon, and I'm good with that for now. So I I like the inclusion of the Night Sisters being part of the story. Uh, Doctor J, right, were you were you game with the Night Sisters and exploring this mythos? Yeah, I I always liked whenever Star Wars. It, it's funny because I feel like the Clone Wars probably did, um, like the, the the TV series, I feel like the Clone Wars did the best job in expanding the Star Wars mythos and having fun with itself, um, as opposed to what some of, you know, like the sequel trilogy did and, you know, all the other stuff that came afterwards. So the Night Sisters being uh, one of them. Uh, I, I like the Night Sisters. I like... Um, what was her name? Mother Mother Towson. Mother Towson. Mother Towson. She was a queen. I she was great. I loved her work in the in uh, Clone Wars. So yeah, one, I I didn't even catch the Night Sisters thing in the beginning. Um, I, I don't think I got Night Sister vibes until um, they wasn't there like it. A, until when? Oh, they, I, they I, say I, it, I mean, when they confirmed it, I was like, oh, okay, there it is. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. At that point, it's like, yeah, it's it's already in the air. But yes, Night Sister. That to me is when Star Wars is at its best. You have a vast mythos, and it's like they don't really do anything with it. Um, they have like characters, they have planets, they have other species that people have praised and want to see again, but then they don't do anything again. And it's like what you said. Our last representation was Marin from the the Jedi uh, Fallen Order video games, and not everyone plays those. I did not. Uh, Told you to so, watch me play it. <laughs> it's i mean i mean and, and those are still great stories but it's like come on like you no, put it's like, in here. like star put it wars it's you have this bag that you can put your hand in without even looking and you're gonna pull something different every time it's that vast yet what it's extraordinary how they always try to do the same thing okay and speaking of the same no. thing i was really worried about Balin and shin as characters, you know, I'm like, are we about to just get another kind of another Jedi that survived Order 66? Well, okay, I never well, knew. Well, one, uh, yes, another Jedi who survived, but two, it was like, okay, he's got a red lightsaber. How far to the Sith scale? Actually, was it red or like orange? It was more of an orange, reddish orange tint, and that's and that's I think is purposeful because. He's not Sith. He's not, he's not Sith. A, like he's, he's not, not a Sith. Sith. He, he doesn't have a Sith name. He I, hasn't he hasn't really the way like he speaks and all that. It's not like, "Oh, I adopted the dark side." Right. I don't even think he really wields he never the once dark said side. That. Yeah. His no, only yeah. force abilities have been just, you know, push, pull, 
Yeah, um, and like the way he he portrays himself as is he portrays himself like I'm a mercenary. Like he's like, like he's a mercenary and it's just I lost complete and utter faith in the Jedi order. Mm. And it's very similar to Ahsoka. Like it's very similar because Ahsoka's a gray is a gray Jedi. But like she still kind of like favors more towards they both lean to the other extreme. Yes, exactly, absolutely. Exactly. It's like they're in, they're in the middle. The only thing that Ahsoka leans more to the light Eyes side, of the leans more point. to the dark. Dark reflections of each other. Yeah, like they're very similar. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, you know, watching Balin, I guess yeah, I feel we haven't really had a character like this. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it's really you either extremely dark side Sith. There are or, like Star Wars has never portrayed. Star Wars always portrays extremes. Yes, the Sith deal in extremes, Anakin. <laughs> and Balin uh, very much. He was like, I just see how people are manipulating the systems in play, and I don't want to be a part of it. Like the like, Jedi are fault. He's really like, I want to break the. I want to break the wheel. That's what I want to do. That that was one of the better elements, I think, of this show because it, it's something that I, I have conversations a lot with people about. Um, some of the annoyances of Star Wars, despite my love of the franchise, there's just there's just certain things that you're tired of seeing like over and over again, like this this endless battle with the Jedi and Sith, and it's like you're either you're either all in on the Jedi or you're you're all in with the Sith and. There's never someone that just says, "Listen, I, I got to listen both, to any of you." They're, it's like I they're gotta... both bullshit. It's like, <laughs> so yeah, Balin was definitely a breath of uh, fresh air, and I think that was reflected in like how his lightsaber was. It wasn't like a like a crimson red that we're used to seeing for dark side wielders. It was more like an orange, but uh, like a blood orange almost. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's like, yeah, this is the first time. To my knowledge, and again, that Star Wars has portrayed like when you have like the protagonist and an antagonist that they're mirror images of each other. I it's, mean, we've seen it, but it's always the extreme. Exactly, the like that's yeah. what I mean. It's like it's always extremes. Here, they actually made it. It's like actually they're pretty similar, and maybe with a little different, like different decisions. Ahsoka could have been could have been Balin. Or Balin could have been Ahsoka. And then the same thing, too, is reflected in Sabine and Shin as yeah. far as their master-apprentice yeah. relationship. That was that was very much a driving point, too. And I feel that's something we don't often see within Star Wars as far as, you know, when we deal with Sith and their apprentice, do what I say. Do, no, because, do what I say, also, Maul. And that's it. And because the destiny of a Sith apprentice is to kill his master, his or her master. Right. It, we don't actually see why they actually go for this idea. It's it's so... Who would agree to this? I don't know, right? It's like, this is... Count Dooku's, like, at the end of his days, he's an old dude, and he's like, let me submit to this other old dude real quick. This old... Let me submit. I don't get it. So it, no, Balin and Shin were cool. Uh, they had that other dude who we still question. Uh, uh, yes, who Mer Merrick? He was like um, 
Oh, the, the guy Inquisitor. that was killed. He had the Inquisitor blade. Yeah. The Inquisitor helmet and the blade. Oh, oh, the guy that we thought was voiced by um Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer. Which what was his role? Uh, Sam Sam Witwer? Was that it? The voice no, of no. that? Oh um, no, actually we haven't confirmed. Well, oh, hmm. I mean, well, we we'll I'll come back to it. There there's something, maybe. We'll come back. Hmm. Um Oh, you yeah. think you well, think that given, given the finale, maybe something mm. coming. I'll come. Okay. We'll come back. We'll okay. come back. We'll come back. Oh, you, were you gonna say something about um, Merrick? I think the Mer well, what I was going to say about about Merrick, which um, I know we've already talked about, was just the the way that they died. Instead of like it was kind of like an explosion of whatever. So it seemed as though the body was like put together with like magic or or just like a collection of 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 matter it, they didn't die by a lightsaber um blade as you would normally expect someone to do on screen they turned into dust they exactly turned into dust. so like that either made me think that this was not a real person to begin with this was like a reanimated body or that it was like i don't want to say a force projection but it was it made me think that whoever was actually that person was not there to die it was just like some kind of golem type thing in I don't know how to explain it properly, but I did not think that the person actually died, and I expected to see them again later on in the season. I actually Wait, forgot who, who, about them. Are we are we talking about the Merrick? Merrick. Oh, Merrick. Uh, okay, okay. When, the, when, the Inquisitor. Yeah. When yeah. they died, they just kind of poofed. They, they kind of exploded. yeah disintegrated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like we've we that doesn't normally I hope happen. Back. I hope that comes back. I hope they don't leave that. Well, well I, I mean, bet you that, they leave it. That would I, be one loop. That would be like one thing, one thread that was not neatly tied up or anything like that. There was a question because I actually did forget about that until you all just brought it up. But yeah, I like I, found, I remember that episode like I found it really weird. And then I kind of forgot about it because like the next episode was amazing. <laughs> but yeah, like now that you bring it back, like that's True. It, like, it was it was very minuscule, but the it minuscule was minuscule thing, but like it's kind of like, like wait, what the fuck there. happened? Right. Um, <laughs> so I, I hope it comes back. Um but yeah, I think a lot of the show is kind of just breaking the mold of a formulaic Star Wars outing, mm. which is good. So, you know, we got the quest. They're after Thrawn to bring him back. If he exists. Uh, the Night Sisters. And it's also a quest of self-discovery sure. it turns into that yeah there's there's things you pick up alongside of the road for your quest the friends uh they clearly want to rescue ezra if he's alive. um and again i like dr marlon how you point out the samurai aspect of this show i love that planet with the red uh foliage and, yes oh my gosh yeah some of is that Cetos? Cetos. Cetos. Yeah. Um, well, it's like, this is like, you see this and it's like, okay, I'm watching. I'm honestly, so I play Ghost of Tsushima. I, fe I felt sometimes that I was seeing like parts of Ghost of Tsushima and like these Japanese samurai movies. And it was really cool. I, I loved the shots. Yeah. Yo, that, th those were some of the best. Were great. Those were some of the best shots on Cetos. I, I very, just, I don't know, the colors and yeah. the lighting. Yeah. Very good. Dr. J, were you getting Ghost of Tsushima as well? I'm going to be honest. I don't remember this episode. Oh, okay. It's Ahsoka versus Balin. Um, which which part? Did the, he, did, didn't she fight him a couple times? The first fight. The uh, one she lost. Before they left to the far, far away. The one where she fought in the... 
on the um on the yeah, on the pedestal and got defeated. Yeah. Yeah, okay. she lost. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. She took a couple, now, yeah. That was probably the best choreographed fight, I think, in the series. Between them? Yes. The real best one, Ahsoka and Morgan. That one was yes. I really like that. One, one of the finale was I like that great. One. That they saved it all for the end. You can attribute that more to Morgan than you, you can. do. Yes. It was, was Morgan. Yeah, Morgan delivered. She she made Rosario work. Yeah. <laughs> for, yeah, absolutely. Made her. Oh god. Left, if you're going to kill her. me, I'm going to make sure you earn it. So oh, she took away one of her lightsabers. She's like, "You're going to have to Oh my god. Me. We screamed. I was like, "Oh. You just got back in your mojo and you lost the lightsaber." She was vicious. Dr. Morgan Jace, was they let character. her cook. They let her cook. There. They did. They did. Uh, they, um, they were about to let her oh my gosh i just now was reminded how <laughs> sabine got stabbed and the internet lost their mind talking about no, how but she survived. That, no, no oh they were they were upset that, 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 that was like survived. that was actually really kind of like a dumb way to end episode one because from the trailers you knew that she was going to live I, mean, I didn't think she would die they clearly no, no, put i it. know well, on so the side like it was so oh, but fried. either way it's the all side. the vitals all the but vitals. either way that was like kind of that was like one of my very few gripes with the first episode it was like why leave sabine's quote-unquote death as a cliffhanger when in all the trailers you know that she's alive and episode two was immediately available so someone well, could immediately check it out. oh yeah like, yes why, yeah. why end silly. on that cliffhanger that's dumb this, it deserved it. this show is not without yeah, certain I, I flaws. That's why it's an eight here and there. Um, <laughs> uh, oh man, just thinking about that stab, Lothal. It was cool to see Lothal as well uh, in live action. Uh, the planet for mm. that Rebels primarily takes place on. Oh right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That that that's where uh, Ezra's from, right? Yeah, that's where Ezra's from. Okay. Yeah, I remember now. That was cool right. to see. Um, Clancy Brown was there. Who? He, he's everywhere uh, now. I've been seeing him everywhere. I don't know why lately in live action. That's funny. I think people are recognizing he's just as good live action as he is uh, as a crap as a voice actor. Um, he's great. All right, okay. Let's get into this. Probably the internet breaking shit that is the Soka loses, falls off the cliff, ends up in the world between worlds. And who is there to greet her on the other side? None other than your boy, Hayden Christensen, back as Anakin Skywalker. And I feel we knew that was coming. Mm. I think yeah. it was the next episode and how they actually capitalized on his return yep. they was even better. Him. Yeah, they put yeah. him to work. I'm glad that they did it the way they did. Because that we knew that he was going to be in it. Because we knew you know, they, he was he was very vague in interviews and whatnot. Uh I thought we got a confirmation at one point that he we was got in it. a ever so subtle confirmation, but you did not know the extent at all. Okay, yeah, that was that was what I was thinking. I because he was in um I, I know he wasn't Obi-Wan as like Darth Vader, like he was in the suit, but like and you don't he had see his him flashback scene as well. In the in the flashback. You don't see him unless it's the flashback. So I'm, I was hoping like, okay, use him. Use him in, in this uh series to whatever extent you guys want to. I think episode five is my favorite in, Ooh. in the whole oh, yeah. series. Episode, episode five. Was five. Episode five was there's a shot, and I know you guys like some of the other uh, shots um in the series. 
there was a really good shot and it's a scene i got i don't remember the the context is it the cloud he's walking through the cloud it's the cloud the cloud where he's walking and it like flickers like from thunder between that and darth vader that was i don't know i don't know what magic they did to somehow make that uh seamless the way that they made it oh that was so clean that's that's where all the editing money money went right there uh yeah no flawless yeah Yeah, they said they were going to really serve it up Uh, if they were going to have him in the series then they had to use him properly and that was that was actually a great shot I mean, sure. just the whole sequence too, because again, mm-hmm. we did not really. We thought we're they were uh, we're just gonna be in the world between worlds and the whole time. Like, yeah, and we're then, gonna like talk. switches to the Clone Wars. Well, yeah, the the, ep- the episode was almost a tribute to the Clone Wars, because oh. you know, if if the series is a direct follow up to Rebels, that episode definitely was like. I mean, they threw him in the Anakin. Yeah, like season oh God, one we've and never two. Seen him in that before. Oh That's my so, gosh, that was, was like, awesome. That yeah, was awesome. I was like, "There's no way they put him in that trash costume." Oh, uh, what trash? <laughs> no, like trash in the sense of you know, it's like the padding and the armor and whatever the it, hell. It's it looks better in a po- cartoon. It looks better in a cartoon. <laughs> the way it does. was here. Yes, <laughs> it did yes. look dumb, but it was it was dumb, but it was cool that they even got him into it. Yes, that was nice. Absolutely, they even styled his hair. They um, yeah, they styled his hair. Yeah. That was crazy. I lost. I'm like, wow, you guys paid attention. Well, you, I mean, again, because this is care. it's Filoni. <laughs> it's Filoni. It's Filoni. Yeah, Filoni's like, we're we're getting this right. We're getting this right. The detail is appreciated. Well, well, very much. You know, the Mandalorian is John Favreau's baby, and Filoni was more of a consultant, co-creator. But like, it was really Favreau at the helms. So you know, this is Filoni live action proper. Ahsoka. Right. right. Uh, so, you know, he better be the one to get it right. And young Ahsoka as well. We got to see her. Oh, my God. Young Ahsoka. Young Ahsoka played by uh, Ariana Greenblatt. I think I lost it too because never did I think we were going to get this live action young Ahsoka. Never. The flashbacks were appreciated. It was um, it was a good time. They were nice. We even got Tamora Morrison as Rex. He had one line. He had one line, damn it. <laughs> Little, I wish he took off his helmet. At least take off your helmet to see. In the middle of a battlefield, I am Rex. Put it back on and keep running. If you're already going to give us all this fan service, just give us a little more. Just a little more. Yeah, my goodness. Well, even if he doesn't show his face, you could have him like holding his helmet, talking to a couple stormtroopers or something. I would have been okay with that. Just yeah, um, yeah. No, just uh, walking away from that episode. That is what so many other Star Wars iterations need. It's just kind of that. Is not only did it serve as a great tie-in, but it like I don't know. It's just like mythos-wise, as far as what the Force is and what the Force can do. I think it was just a really good display. And you know, a lot of people w- watch that episode and they're like, "What? What lesson was she supposed to learn? What lesson was she supposed to learn?" I think it makes more sense now. I don't think so. Kind of again. Oh. I think I think very oh, here we go. Let's let's go around the table. Uh, I think you know she was very hung up on the idea that you know Anakin at the end of his life she failed and therefore you know the good of his life was like like null and void at that point. 
which is not true. She is still, Anakin was still a great, is still a great Jedi, despite, you know, how his path diverged. And I think that loomed over her as we were talking about, as far as she feeling guilty uh, and feeling like she didn't do anything. And then very much she had to get over the idea of that, you know, uh, yeah, that happened, but that doesn't take away from all the good. You need to just keep moving forward. She was yeah, very much stuck on that idea. Yeah, because like the emphasis is like that guilt, she's still living with that guilt in the past of what happened, of how she thinks she failed Anakin and, you know, forgetting the person that Anakin was. But you see in the world and the world between worlds when they're fighting, Anakin is Anakin, Darth Vader flickering in between, you know, like he's flickering mm -hmm. in between. And he's basically saying, like, do you want to live? I think it is. He's yeah, like, no, I forgot. Like, that was a huge you, part, too. Yeah. It's like, like you're are not you going to live. Are you going to move continue. forward? Are you going to move forward or are you going to stay here? It's like your job's not done yet. Are you going to stay stuck in the past? Stuck and like being held down by this guilt? Are you going to live? And it's like, and he's pushing her. Like Anakin. And I think it's really cool because Anakin, like Anakin was not the typical Jedi. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply at all far like, from it far from it he was very much a rebel among the jedis the way he thought the way he he taught everything he was and it was it just felt that even while he was fighting to kill her he was teaching her a lesson it's like you're still i'm still your master <laughs> i'm still your master and you still got to you still got a lot to teach to learn so so it was pretty cool I like that. You got something to say? No, I was just thinking about that. Like, as he's trying to kill her, he's teaching her a lesson. Do you want to live? You want to live? You want to live? Tatakai! Tatakai! Oh, what a what a thought. Um, Goodness. I mean, I guess in, in that sense, then, there is a lesson to have been learned in that episode. At the time, it, that was not well received. Exactly, that was, like that's something that, yeah. that that's something that you start thinking of, like after you watch the episode and after you're like, "Holy shit, that was such an epic freaking episode!" And then you're, like, "Oh, now it all makes sense." Yeah, I mean, they spend a lot of time together, and I was just like, at the end of that, I was, "What? What was she supposed to get out of this?" And, like, I, yeah, and she's also, and like then, pretty much like this episode to a certain degree, it was also so inspired on lord of the rings like gandalf the gray going against the balrog gandalf dies and then is brought back as gandalf the white pretty mm. much a very similar thing happened here in ahsoka oh, ahsoka wow. goes against balin she dies technically she's in that world between worlds kind of teetering between life and death deciding if if she still has something to do with the world and Anakin kind of tells her, you you do. And she comes back 
having learned her lesson and kind of like reaching enlightenment, almost like Nirvana to a certain degree. As right. and now she's like Ahsoka the White, and you see it in her personality. She's let that weight, that guilt off. She needed this. Um, funny enough, <laughs> this is not even important. When she wakes up uh, from her bathe in the ocean, um, she doesn't have her headpiece on. Oh my <laughs> <And> god, it's, <laughs> boy. It's the first time you see like where her, whatever the hell that her, white thing is on her, her head. Her hairline, sure, her, yeah. Her hairline meets her, her orange skin. And you're like, what is that? Put that headpiece back on. You know what? Funnily enough, today it's just weird. Uh, and it's, and it's like, Lozano. it's like that's what I mean. Obviously, that's how it had to have looked like. But like, she she always had it on. So you just assume, okay, no, it we're never meant to see it. Nor do I want to see it. And then they show. It's like Sonic the Hedgehog taking off his gloves. You know he has God. hands. But do you want to see that? Do you want to see him without his gloves? No. <laughs> do you want to see him without his shoes? I Listen, they didn't need to take off her headpiece. That's all I'm saying. So, um, funnily enough, Nino Desposito, I think that's his. Nino Desposito. <laughs> yes, yes. Nino Desposito. Yes, yes. Either way. So, uh, we invited him over to watch the last two episodes with us. So, tonight, uh, he was asking, he's like, does Ahsoka have ears? And we uh, right, just, I, I thought that we th those rounded parts. To, to I thought they them. were ears. Uh, I'm not too concerned. I, I thought they did cover. I her think ears. there are. I thought they did. Listen, go watch Tales of the Jedi with Baby Ahsoka. I'm sure you will be able to see some anatomy. I think they show something in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you can get confirmation. Or Shock T. I don't think Shock T has a headband either. No, a Shock T. Shock T had some something. She had like a. Get something there. She had like head jewelry that that dangled or something. Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> you did not suppose. This is very important. But it's way. it's so important. You're right. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I mean, it's funny. But, if they uh, have ears in the same place that we do, you wouldn't know because the head tails are in the way. Yeah, it's underneath the tendrils. Maybe it's, those, maybe those are the ears. Maybe they function for a hearing capacity as well. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's fine. It's fine. The curiosity um, is still. There. I hope they address this in a season two. Oh, of course. where are the ears? Of course, we need to know. Yeah, the fact that they showed me where the, her head connects to it. All right, I want to know more now. Tell me. That is, a, that is a good point. I'm sure we will see this again. Um, uh, either way, what other characters? Well, you know, from this point, you know, uh, which again, I think this. That beginning of episode six, where Hugh Yang is about to tell the story of the Jedi tales. Oh, yes. One. I, I oh, was that know. what that was? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Wait, oh, wait. No, no. I Wait, you mean. Oh, oh sorry. So I, I guess I skipped the part with the Purgles. Uh, we know the Purgles can travel. Uh, oh, the whales, the space whales. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We know they can travel. We knew that was going to be the way to get there because that's how Ezra got there. And rebels, so that was the only logical thing. Um, so with that said, you know, Hugh Yang is opening with the uh, you know, talking about tales of the Jedi from old, and he says, he says the thing, and you got to point at the screen and be like, they did it, they said it in a, a long, long time ago in a galaxy, galaxy far, 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 away. far away. Oh, I lost it, he did. I was like, you oh my god, it. and he's so cool. 
They said the line. Oh my god! Roll the credits. This show's <laughs> over. The franchise. They could have. They could have. <laughs> that was Man. great. I love that. I love that because now we're getting into untapped, untold places of Star Wars mythos that we have never explored. I couldn't believe we were. We've never been to another galaxy. Okay, yeah, and you see, this is where this is where my praise for the series. Oh, uh, why, why? They didn't do anything with it. They're still there. They're still they, there. They, they, they hey, hey, listen, 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 listen. This was the first time that I, I was excited. I'm like, wow, a new, a new galaxy, a new planet, new species, new civilizations, new government entity, if there is one. Maybe the force doesn't exist over here. Maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe it's only uh, secluded into the Star Wars galaxy. Maybe it's our freaking galaxy. Maybe it's our galaxy. No, ew, 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 ew. People people predicted that, and I was like, if they fucking dare, I will. What if they landed in New York City? (laughs) Oh, I would have. I'm turning it off. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Bear with me. Bear with me. Bear where? Bear with me. Um, imagine she lands in New York City. And Nick Fury comes up to her. Shut the fuck up! No, we're turning that's the be- that. That's your best case scenario. That's, that's what you want. We do not. Oh no! We God, no that. no. I. That combines your love of the MCU with Star Wars, and Please that right move there. On. That Please right move there on. is what Please ultimately you would do. Please move on. I don't want to hear anymore. Ahsoka, I, I want you to I join the Avengers Initiative. Never forgive them. <laughs> I would never forgive them for that. <laughs> Oh goodness! They're but both, they're, say, it's, uh, it's both Disney, so it's possible. Please move on. No, uh, so I. What if she met Sora? So, what if she met enough. Sora? Go ahead, please. Uh, so when we were talking about like you know a, a galaxy far, far away, like you know them talking about traveling to find Thrawn. At the beginning, I will admit that I kept saying I did not think that Thrawn was an actual. Uh, I didn't think that they were going to find Thrawn or Ezra. I was 100% of the mindset that Morgan was using them to get to the homeworld of the Dathomiri. I I somehow called it because I'm like, there's no reason there, for them to bring up the Night Sisters without trying to get somewhere else. And the only way that they can get there is with a map that opens with the magic that, that they telltale green magic of the Night Sisters. I think that they were trying to get somewhere. I th- I was like, oh, Dathomir is just a colony. Mother Talzin was running it. They're getting back to the home world because they're trying to like bring them back over here since they all got wiped out. And guess who was right? Me. But at the same time, I was wrong because Thrawn actually was there. But I got what I wanted for this other galaxy exploration. I got. I think to they open. I think they opened the door. They opened uh, the door I, there. They opened the door. I needed more than that. But we are that. still here. By the I end needed, of this season, doesn't matter. we're still here. We are still doesn't. here. And the rest, like, you know, they've gone back to the other galaxy. So we get two stories at the same time. That's That's got to... There's a lot I, of potential there. I can guarantee you, I promise you, they're not going to do anything with this. Oh, please. I, I just promise give it a, you. Just, no, just, just let them cook. Remember let this right cook. now. Remember this right now. They, remember no. what I'm saying. Right now. End mean of, Girls end Day. Of, End of Ahsoka, episode eight, season finale. I am telling you for a fact, they are not going to do anything 
with this galaxy. I know it. I, I I'm making a prediction right You're now. You're gonna have to stitch this in on All right, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Remember, remember I'm, October third. Remember North. October. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> don't forget. This is our October third. Sure. Yeah, October we got 3rd. a pocket watch. We wrote it on. We're about to carve it in. Scar. Yeah, yeah. Etch it in. Etch it yeah. in. Yeah. All right. Listen. They might not. I get it. I I do hear you. There. The the main conflict is back in our galaxy the original the original I, I, galaxy. I get it i get it you know the door is open um will we get more in the next season uh we will get this planet uh peridia we'll definitely get the planet uh there's there's some shit going on here uh but yeah we we may not see more i'm gonna let them cook for now and see what they give us oh, cook uh let them gather the ingredients. <laughs> they yeah. got the ingredients. We are on the Dathomiri homeworld. There are live mother, like mother status night sisters the here. Great mothers, yeah. The great mothers. Oh, so they were all great mother status. The they were are. all great yeah, mother status. Great but we saw no yeah. night sisters and we saw no night brothers. We so saw something, nothing else. Something happened with this planet. But, you know, we get our big bad. He's here. Thrawn. Played by Lars Mickelson, brother to Mads Mickelson. Um, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. That is not a common a name. He looked a uh, lot like someone. And, and and crazy enough, he he did the voice acting role. And now they gave oh, him the live did. action. He did. Oh, that like um uh, like Bo Katan, right? Like Bo Katan and like uh, uh who was the other one we said? Oh, uh Clancy uh Clancy Brown's character. Oh yeah, that's right. He did have a role yeah. in Rebels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So who he's he's here. Um, that's cool. He's just as calculating. Um, his presence his presence is still there. I very much always like Thrawn's presence. Doctor Mondo, I'm curious to what you think, having not watched Rebels. I uh, like I like Thrawn. Yeah, he, he's different. Really like Thrawn because it was like it's this very cunning very like he's you know this guy is evil but he's so calm he's so cunning he's playing 4d chess the entire way and he's like and i love how it was like the the part where i like knew what type of villain he was is when he says okay ahsoka dig up everything about her i want to know everything about her and it's like he just dives into the psyche yeah. like he dives into the psyche and like their behavior patterns everything he studies his adversaries and he doesn't underestimate them there isn't arrogance it's like i want to know everything about you so i can just utterly destroy you like or just as you said he's playing chess he likes to be a couple steps ahead like a couple steps ahead he's always he's a puppeteer it's like oh yes you're right where i want you to be and i know this is exactly what you're gonna do because of this this and this and i was like i love that type of villain i love it and like he played it so well like never like throughout the throughout those episodes where he was he was on it was like Every time Ahsoka did something or they won, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is all bullshit and they didn't win and Thrawn and and needless to say, Thrawn would be like, Yes, an accept an acceptable outcome. 
<laughs> like I, I, I did like time. that line. Uh, ex- an acceptable, <laughs> an acceptable, I, I like acceptable outcome. An acceptable outcome. And he's like unfazed. Unleash the like, bombardment. Unleash the bombardment. Rain hellfire. What? I was gonna say that bombardment part. I'd. It's gonna come back to bite him. I I do think that's gonna come back to bite him in season two because if you if you were watching, it caught the great mothers off guard. Yeah, it caught them by surprise. Like, excuse me. Yeah, it was. I mean, they they didn't try Our to temple? stop him, but it was like, oh, so you this is what you're choosing to do? That could be a problem now that they are at Dathomir, and mm. um, I'm just gonna say Nino. Uh, uh. Yeah, we, we said Nino. Oh, great. Because yeah. I was about to say Despacito again. Um, Nino, uh, he was saying that those, whatever they loaded onto the ship, even though. Did we, we ever get confirmed that were, what that was? No. I thought they were ammunitions. Like, I thought they were. I, I was pretty sure that was the, like, their undead army. Yeah, but at the same time, it absolutely. Now that I'm thinking about it, because um, Nino said that they looked like coffins. It yeah. could be the undead army, or and I'm still holding out for this. It could be, uh, this is my personal thing that it could be like you know, Night Sisters, Night Brothers that they're bringing to repopulate Dathomir. Oh, wow! Given that we didn't see any other Night Sisters, any Night yeah, Brothers that... on that on Peridia. Oh, that and it's an al- it's an alliance. It is an alliance, and the fact that Thrawn woke them up. So what were they hibernating? Were they in yeah. a, this magical sleep? What happened? Thrawn What's woke up the Great Mothers. That yeah. Ezra Ezra said when they landed there that he kind of ran off and Thrawn woke up. He said woke up woke the sisters. Up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he woke them up. So like, but by that we don't know if like you know he went into the temple, did some kind of ritual or something, woke them up, or if him arriving his presence woke up their consciousness or something like that what uh, is a, he promising them there's a lot there to be explored yeah they're they're like um, they're going along with yeah the, i'm yeah i'm pretty sure that so it's like great, though so yeah creepy. yeah yeah there's something more at play and like the devotion that they that they show him it's like him being like someone that's you know he's not force sensitive and anything the devotion that they show him, it's like there for sure is something more at play here. It's not just so I I really think that the V the V's right here. I, I, I think I'm gonna put my eggs in that basket. I really think that there's some alliance there that they're trying to kind of like repopulate Dathomir. And it could be also like the undead soldiers. It could be both. Like the undead soldiers could be them because like we saw. They're trying uh, to rebuild the empire. Like so, like what better way to rebuild the empire and rebuild your army than using a legion of undead soldiers? Well, uh, I mean, I think that's what Thrawn wants out of the alliance. But exactly, it, you know, you you tell them that hey, they massacred your people back on Dathomir. And the enemy, <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. I I don't think that sits well with them. But I, they did give them a look when Thrawn all three of them decimated Insane. the temple. Yes. Um, so, uh, but it, what a cool kind of uh, antagonist group that we have yes. here. Uh, just again, we really haven't seen this. We've seen Thrawn before. We've seen the Night Sisters, but to put them together is that's that's a powerhouse move, right? And, and there. like I think one thing that I really liked. To it because like you know when it's the jedis it's always oh the villain is a sith 
The villain is a Sith. There's going to be a lightsaber battle against the, the grand big Sith. And, well, whoever wins, wins. And here it was cool that's like, oh, the main antagonist, the true main antagonist, this guy is not even a Sith Lord. He's just an, like he's a just, very he's smurf. Like he's a very, very, very smart military officer that he and he's so fearsome that all these people in the alliance, General Sindula, they're like, if this guy is alive and if this guy gets out oh they're all so freaking scared yeah like well it's like he, he did a lot this guy that's like he's not he's not a sit like he he commands that much fear and he's enough to, he's uh yeah, he's, yeah, yeah enough to scare he's jedi shitless and he, the guy doesn't even have a lightsaber well the yeah. only time that he was actually ever like defeated was when they did something unexpected because like you said dr mondo he was able to kind of like get to know his his opponent pick them apart and then like you know counteract everything that they were predicted to do so yeah. the only time they ever pulled one over on him was when they did something unexpected and in this particular case they did not do something unexpected oh oh which was uh, such a great little scene too where he said you're the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker. Mm. I knew exactly how you would, you know, tackle uh, this situation. But, but also what makes him such a great villain is I knew Anakin Skywalker, but yeah. he he knew Darth Vader. Yeah. And he but no, he also worked with Anakin in the Clone Wars. No, 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 no. Yes. No. Wait. Oh, no. Uh, you're like thinking not, of like not in the I'm not telling like the series. But like no. in, I don't no, uh, Thrawn wait, but in the, yeah, in... Thrawn, yeah, yeah, but wasn't well, hold on, wait a minute, because Thrawn, the identity of Anakin Skywalker as Darth Vader was not like public knowledge. So what Doctor isn't what Doctor Mondo saying? That's I how I that's how I took it. If he said I... Anakin Skywalker, he, he meant it as I he knew knows. him from the. Clone I don't know Wars. because I don't. Actually, no, no that makes more sense because L I listen, think in Rebels, they established have... that Thrawn, I don't remember what his role was, but he was active in the Clone Wars. He was, I, 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 don't, I don't remember what as, but as a, like a political body, he was active in there. I could have sworn he I was. I don't recall them I don't encountering recall Thrawn throughout the Clone no, Wars. No, 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 no. I mean, we don't see in there. anything. I, 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 I thought I could have sworn he mentioned that at some point in Rebels. Um, well, I mean, it, it stands to reason uh, Admiral Thrawn is a high enough ranking uh, imperialist that he could have been privy to the knowledge that um, that uh, Darth Vader started off as um, as Anakin Skywalker. Um, Governor Tarkin knew that. Tarkin knew that. So it's it's very. But Tarkin is actually in Clone Wars. Yeah, so, but uh, yeah. what I'm saying, they're both high ranking officials within the uh, the Empire. It's it's fair. It stands to reason that he would have bit, found that out eventually. But I don't know that. Mm. I never knew that um, he knew Anakin before Anakin became Vader. Okay, that would be news to me. I mean, I I would believe it then uh, in the sense of someone like Thrawn would be able to piece that together. No, it's yeah, like that, that's, that's, I mean, yeah, I, he could piece it together because of behavior and tactics. I it's like I I took it as. 
Thrawn was right hand to Palpatine. If Vader is right hand, Thrawn is left hand. I took it. And Thrawn, Thrawn knew a lot uh, as shown in Rebels. Palpatine disclosed a lot to him. I I wouldn't think it was too oh, much to think oh, that uh, Palpatine right disclosed that information. Right here, near the end of the Clone Wars and after Ahsoka Tano had left the Jedi Order, Anakin Skywalker and Thrawn met each other on the planet Batu in the novel Thrawn Alliances. By what is the, what is the, uh, when did that come out? All right, so here's it, the thing. When it was canon, there. Oh, all right, so all right. here's the thing. This is, this goes back to kind of like what we've said previously. Consume your There's media. so much content. Uh, there's so much content for Star Wars that- 2017, by the way. To, in order to know every single piece of it- I'm sorry, 2018, 2018. You have go, to consume so much of it. And that little tidbit, I did not know, so I'll give that to you, Dr. Mondo. But at the same time, that goes to my- argument no, about and it, it, like it now. makes sense like when you put it together because even if palpatine didn't tell him directly darth vader is anakin skywalker having worked with anakin he knew how he conducted himself in combat his tactics how reckless he was going face in and seeing that in darth vader he would have like he would have pieced two and two together yeah, no, I mean that's what I thought, but um, I guess I I don't know if the identity of Vader was like uh, common knowledge for a lot of people. No, it wasn't. I, right. I, I don't it think was it was not, common. Knowledge. It was not common knowledge. Right, which is fine. Which is fine. Still, very cool. Thrawn. He's a, he's a great. He's here. He's back. He's gonna be a problem. So hopefully, hopefully, but there is the other side of the coin. There is, and again, I, I'm glad they they just kind of they're here. Let's get let's do this. Um, they didn't spare no expense. Ezra, uh, Ezra Ooh, was the wow. other big kind of. I'm the opposite. You know, let's let's find Ezra. Let's find Thrawn. Ezra's here. He is deemed space Jesus, uh, beard and all, blue eyes too. Uh, mm. It was cool to see Ezra again. And the actor, too, I think, did a pretty good job um, as Ezra. I didn't have any uh, issues with him. Iman Esfandi. Um, I think he did a good job as Ezra. Um, I will say I was not a fan of how they just kind of wrote Ezra into this as like, uh, yeah, I've just been waiting here, Sabine. For 10, 10 years. <laughs> you mean you don't like how he literally hasn't done anything to... Anything. <laughs> for 10 years. That's insane. I was... Mm, yeah. The whole no, thing with I, the galaxy. And don't do it like... They're, they're opening the door. We haven't seen anything from Ezra yet. No. No. I was so P.O. Because I'm like, okay. Here's Ezra. He's going to tell us about some journeys that he's had or some places he's been to some some stuff that he's learned it's been 10 years in a new galaxy far far no, away no and you know like so he learned a language like he learned one he learned the crab people language in 10 no, years coming from like i'm uh, sorry uh, that coming that, from a person yeah, that no. didn't see rebels and all that 
Uh, even I was like, so the actor did a great, a good job. Yeah, like, the actor was fine. Not, I had no like, problem with I'm the actor. on the actor or anything, but for a person who's been stranded on a planet for ten years or ten plus, I don't know. Like, I found it like way too cheery, and at the same time, it's like I know you were a rebel. Like, how? Did you maybe, I don't know, not do like guerrilla uh, guerrilla warfare against Thrawn and his stormtroopers? So we we talked about this as far as you know when they when Sabine found Ezra uh, and Ahsoka was in a better mindset. There was a point where it felt that the Thrawn threat wasn't as imminent as it was portrayed earlier in the series. And it was very weird because, you know, as we're talking about it now, yeah, I know. I mean, I don't think Ezra could have done guerrilla style. But with that said, the fact that he didn't do anything, like, I don't think they got any knowledge from Nothing. Ezra. Yeah, uh, Ezra was just like, yeah, so I've been with this caravan of crab people. Well, maybe Ezra felt that he did enough. Maybe he felt like he sacrificed enough, and he's like, "Oh, I'm say, taking care of. We're over here." Like, well, I'm gonna we take are. a break. I'm gonna take a break. Yeah, I mean, but then I don't, that's I, very fire possible. Means. He wanted. He spent his childhood being a rebel. He's like a young adult now, and, and a, he wants to relax. And on the and on the same side too, Thrawn has a whole army, and they. It wasn't until Sabine got there did they know where Ezra was. Yeah, that that um, was like especially like given he was off the grid. No, he was no, relaxed and hard. No, 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 but especially given how Thrawn is, you're telling me that Thrawn in ten years couldn't find Ezra, and it took Sabine less than twenty four hours. Well, yeah, I mean, Sabine probably... went in just a random direction. Uh, yeah, and the crab she, like, she bumped what? into a crab person. It just so happened to be a crab person that was in the direction she went to. And the crab person just happened to know, oh, yes, uh, Doki 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 da Ezra Bridger. Yes. And then they go see Ezra. That, like, because because the I think. The plot that... fell into Sabine's lap. Yeah, they did not have to work for that. Absolutely uh, not. That part and you know like, Thrawn man. was hunting. Uh, yeah, Ezra. I'm not too mad at it, though. I'm, really I, mad. I'm not mad at it because. It's annoying. I mean, maybe. It was like, Ron was focused on getting back. He doesn't care about Ezra. He's like, if he wants to stay here, he can stay here. Ezra doesn't care about Thrawn. It it was a mutual level of go away. I'm done now. <laughs> yeah, you got me stuck in a galaxy far away. You got your side of the planet. Well, like, I got my side. But then, also, but then like, it's I like, really don't why? So why spending that is much it... energy? Yeah, but it's just like, okay, so I don't care about Ezra Miller, but the the minute I see Sabine, oh, there I start caring about Ezra Miller, and I'm going to kill this Wait, because no, not Bridger, Ezra Miller, Bridger. Ezra Bridger. <laughs> oh Jeez, well, no. <laughs> we don't care about Ezra. Miller. Ezra. I would, I would argue sorry. that the reason Thrawn starts paying more attention to Ezra is because Sabine shows up, because he, he has faced them before. He knows what they'll do 
to, together together and like you know what they'll do to find each other so now why he's doesn't like, he oh, just kill ezra Sabine. poses a threat now yeah that's why he's like just kill sabine just kill sabine well the, remember he wanted to kill ezra too so he let sabine but if he doesn't ezra. care about ezra he doesn't care about ezra sabine is a threat like, and they just meet, kill sabine, just kill and sabine. I don't know. This don't listen, know. listen. It's they cyclical did Ezra dirty is all I'm saying. They did Ezra dirty in the sense of this is weird. Sabine somehow found Ezra out of nowhere, she and Ezra's like, "Hey, thing. Sabine, I'm ready to go." It was late. It was lazy. It was very lazy. They oh. just you can praise everything else about. Yeah, Ahsoka. I'm not everything like, else. I already said this I was one of the weaker parts. one of the weaker parts. I I don't want to call it lazy. You can call it a weaker part. I don't want to call it lazy. It's lazy. I'm sure I, I will watch it again to see if there was more of a plan there. Um, but sure. They find each other. Mm. They're reunited. Uh, we get another little scuffle with Balin and uh, Ahsoka. But Balin is hearing this thing. He says, something is calling out to me at this planet. I'm going to go deal with that. Shin, good luck, buddy. Uh, no, but, yeah, but I release you. I, but I like what he does with Shin because he says, like, let me give you, like, one little piece of advice. Because, like, Shin is just, like, gung-ho. She's a teenager. It's like, oh, I'm just going to rush into combat. And he's like, if you're impatient, like, with victory, I, I, like, he says, it, it was a quote, like, you're impatient with victory. Trust me, it's not it's not gonna fall on your lap. Something like it's something around. Oh those no, lines. you're right. It it was a really good quote, and actually, I really liked how he parted with her in that sense. Yeah, was it was like, like he's like, I got nothing for you. I got my own thing I gotta do. Uh, our I I I can see where your kind of head is. We're not aligning. You gotta go your own way, and it's very different from where we see, say, like you know. Uh, how again that extreme of a Sith apprentice master mm -hmm. relationship works, but it's also very interesting because it's very similar kind of to Anakin and Ahsoka to a degree. Uh, very much kind of you know, at first Anakin was very much like Ahsoka, you can't leave the order, you know. Uh, but then you know, Ahsoka was very much like Anakin, I gotta find, I gotta figure this out for myself, you know. And it wasn't until they reunited before the siege of Mandalore did he, I think he finally understood uh, where she was at in life, and that he just had to let her go, and that was her path, and he'd done all he can for her. And I really think Balin was just like, "Shin, I'm I've done what I can for you, and gotta no, go yeah. your own way." Here was the quote. Very interesting. One lesson, Shin. Impatience for victory will guarantee defeat. Yeah. I will argue, though, that Shin, even though she's Balin's apprentice and you would expect certain things from her, she seems to be relatively honorable when it comes to when it comes to battle. Like, she was questioning whether or not, like, you know, shouldn't we keep our word? We said this. Yes. Type of thing. So she that, does, of course, she, that starts the, some the separation between uh, Master and Apprentice. And I think that Balance, everyone, I, I got the strong vibe that everyone in this show had their own little ulterior motive. Yeah. Like, I, yes. I, I would have sworn on somebody's grave that Morgan Elspeth was not looking for Thrawn. I would have sworn that she was looking only to get back she to the She heard the world. dreams of the mothers. I she's, She said that she heard Thrawn calling her across the galaxy, across the stars. 
I, I'm telling you, I thought she was lying just to like get people on her side to use them for the resources to get back to the Death of Mary homeworld. I knew that that's where she was trying to go. The fact that Thrawn was actually there blew my mind. Was not expecting that. Wow. Okay. Great little surprise. But I swear I thought she was going to betray them. And then the fact that Ezra's there too. Okay, cool. But Balin, I, I am curious to see or find out in season two if they do something with it. We'll we'll come back to that that yeah. the the closing shots. Um we do have the siege of the the Star Destroyer. Mm. Uh very cool kind of back to back sequence. Uh we get, you know, Ahsoka in white, Ezra with the blade again, with a lightsaber that he has made in the style of Kanan's. Uh, you caught that. Um, Sabine has her lightsaber and, uh, a, blaster. and a blaster. Uh, Dr. Jace, that's that stance from Blaster uh, Stance. Yep, the Blaster Stance. That was cool. That's different. Um, we get a lot of really cool moments. We get the undead. Uh, yeah, we did. That was neat. Um, we've only seen Undead, I think, with the Geonosians. There was that Geonosian zombie hive mind thing. Yeah, hive mind thing. Oh, uh, yeah. This, yeah, this was different to see stormtroopers get hit and not go down. Uh, very different. I don't think we've seen that before. I think we saw that in that same episode where there were a few because it was the worm that kind of like. Got oh them. well, yes, yes, yeah, yes. but. You are right. Cool to see it live action. Uh, we get some Rebels throwbacks. Uh, I don't know if you caught when uh, Ezra and Sabine did the tossing of each other. That's a move Kanan and Ezra came up with. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah, from Rebels. Yeah. Yep. That was cool to see. Um, we get... Sabine awakens her force powers. Ah. Was it earned? Hmm. Yes. I, mean, I, I, I will yeah. say yes because yeah. I well almost earned. I don't think that's being fully stepped into accepting that she does not need to compare herself to Ezra. I the entire season, I think she struggled with trying to live up to somebody else's expectations. Like, you know, she wanted to be a good apprentice to Ahsoka like um like Ezra was to Kanan. And she kept comparing herself, like, oh, I'm not as good as everyone. And then she compared herself to Shin. She compared herself to Shin. She compared herself to Ahsoka as well. And it's just, I don't think she ever got to the point of saying, I'm Sabine, I'm going to do it my way. I will say I appreciate the fact that she used the blaster and yeah, the lightsaber. It was in that moment. Because like it combines the fact she is a Mandalorian, being proud of that heritage, not just using the armor, while also embracing the fact I am a Jedi or whatever path she's walking with that force. Uh, so appreciated that i don't know that it was quite earned since she didn't seem to like have that realization within herself but she got there in the end she got there we're here we're the here plot demanded it i don't know i don't even felt it demanded it but i was like okay who else was gonna push her kind of demanded it i mean who else was gonna push uh ezra onto the ship no, no. At that part when she's using it to push, then of course, right. The plot demanded it there. The lightsaber to the head was a nice touch. The lightsaber to their that head was, was cool. a nice touch. Um, I guess I was, uh, I don't know. I feel we always see the lightsaber come to me type of moment. Mm. Uh, you know. Kind of weak. Weak sauce. Yeah, it's kind of uh, weak. Yeah, I thought they could have done more. Um, But whatever. It's cool. She's not an expert. This is literally a character that, you know, the idea that the forces with everyone 
it just takes refining and fine tuning to bring it out of everybody for everybody for any somebody to use it so i i imagine we'll explore more in season two um the thousand blade oh that <laughs> was me. nice ahsoka has it now does she have it she, she picked it up well she, she grabbed it, it but yeah. like i don't know did she even sheath it did she like take it i don't wait i don't no know sheath for it. morgan didn't have a sheath for it yeah. morgan just well, carried morgan it out was her just top. having it she was just like carrying it around but i don't yeah I'm she had it on her hip but she, there was no sheath for it but um mm -hmm. ahsoka used that and her lightsaber to cut morgan in half yeah okay yeah and okay. She, we didn't see her drop the blade so i it stands the reason that she still has it interesting um there's only if magic i want to know more about this but it went up against a lightsaber only a couple of things have the ability to go against the lightsaber beskar mm. um some electricity weapons such as grievous's magna guards their bow staffs uh yeah. and that's really it and then this yeah, like the imperial also i think like the imperial guards the like the ones that have like oh, the, the red, red ones the red ones yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah so um i i'm very curious about this lore with the uh with the the night sisters and what this I, again i don't think it's magic I, we have a, a magic a magic blade we have the dark saber right we do oh my gosh that's gonna be in stores now the talzin blade for sure blade. um you know the fact that they said that makes you wonder are they going to try to bring back Mother Talzin? Because now they're back on Dathomir. What are they doing there? Some resurrection could... Uh, she was the last great mother, so now they she got three the great, great mother. mothers coming. Yeah. Very much. Could be. Yeah. They're... Saj Ventress is also... We have never seen a body. They mentioned her in he the show. Dead. They mentioned her in, in episode seven. We've never seen a body. He's confirmed dead in the canon. She is dead at this point. Boo. I, I I I don't I like it. it. I don't like it either. But she she is dead. It. She's dead. Whatever. Um, we get. I I, I kind of predicted this would happen. As far as you know, Thrawn is the one who makes it back. Uh, and they stay behind. I did not see Ezra being the only one that made it back, mm. which I found a, I think is a perfect setup as far as this greater Star Wars universe goes, as to what you can do with Ezra from this point, if you want him to just hang yes, with Hera, maybe uh, train Jason, which seems like the next big thing for Ezra as a character, to train Kanan's son, um, or shoot. <laughs> the the Man Mandalorian is about to be brought back into the bigger fold here, so maybe we see Ezra with Grogu, who knows? Sky's the limit, but Ahsoka and Sabine are with the hermit crab people. Uh, and then Balin, which I thought, whoa, <laughs> this is huge. This, this is huge. Okay. Huge. Um, what What's huge about it? The, the father, the brother, and the sister. The statues at the end. Uh, all back. Oh, you don't remember this, do you? It's from the couple episodes in the Clone man. Wars. Okay. So in Clone Wars, season three, there was uh, a three-episode arc with Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka. They visit this planet called Mortis. Oh, that episode. The one with, with like the evil and the, the, embodiments, the, dark, the embodiments of the, of the force. force. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I remember. So that's what the the stat the Mount Rushmore. The, that was, was the we the saw end. the father, and we saw the brother. The daughter was there, but her head was missing. The daughter's head was missing, but the okay. daughter was always symbolized with this owl-looking creature. Mm -hmm. Oh, and that was the owl that uh, Ahsoka, uh, saw. Ahsoka saw at the end. Correct. Right. Ahsoka got her life Correct. back from the daughter, so it stands to reason why it would follow her. This planet, yeah, so in the Mortis episode, Ahsoka died. Uh, the daughter brought her back to life. Um and basically, yeah, they're they're the embodiment of the Force. We see them one other time in Star Wars canon, which is in Rebels, uh, when Ezra first enters the world between worlds. There was like a mural of the father, the brother, yeah. and the sister, and he had to turn their hands. So they're very much attributed to kind of like the birth and the origin of the Force. This planet has these giant statues. It's safe to assume that this could very much be the birthplace of the Force. On the Dathomiri homeworld. Which, it this is the Dathomiri homeworld. It stands, again, their magic is some derivation of the Force. And then Balin looks out in the great distance. He sees that flashing light. Whatever the hell that may be. Very excited for what this is going. And then Sabine now getting more in touch with the Force. Thought she saw something out in the distance. Ahsoka tries to see it. Doesn't see much. And I think we... And uh, When I tell you... I haven't... I, I don't think I've screamed at a Star Wars show. And I, I don't know if ever. I don't know. I don't you know if ever. Me as well. I, I did grab them. I just loved that scene. They turn away. The music is hitting. And we see the outline of a Force ghost and who is it but none other than your boy shut the fuck up anakin motherfucking skywalker yep the force ghost uh, beautiful ah oh, oh which means that does that lead to them using him in season two yes mm. uh, yes I mean, it does they might not they 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 could. They are. It's not a guarantee that they. It will. is a guarantee. Why is it a guarantee? He's guaranteed. A ghost. He guaranteed. Been a force, he been a force ghost the entire time. They were never in tune like that. But if this is the birthplace of the force, it would stand to make sense that the force is really strong on this planet. If this is you know, it took Obi-Wan years. Wait, that's confirmed this is the birthplace of the Force? I said if. I said if. Because yeah. if this planet is has a giant mountain carved in the shape of the father and the brother and the sister, it stands to show that there are origins or ties to the origin of, of the Force on this planet. Or that so they, they were just... worshipped by the Night Sisters. Or that. Or that they were worshipped by the... Oh, gosh, we didn't get an explanation so that they can go either way with that. This is there's, the too, there's too many conveniences on this planet. There are too many. And like, you know, Balin said that he felt like he was being called by something. I will admit, I kept saying that I thought the planet was dying. And that's why the Night Sisters were wanting to leave. That's why the Great mm -hmm. Mothers were aligned with Ron. And they were like, we have to go. Or that there was some other big bad on the planet that scared the Great Mothers. And they're like, we can't take this on. We got to go. We we did not find out at the end of the, the season. So... 
hopefully when season two rolls around they give us a little bit more explanation of that i am hyped i'm just gonna throw that out. i'm hyped Does i'm this, hyped uh That's such a long way to wait what's the immediate follow-up to this is it the feloni movie or um, um yeah like what what comes after this i think it's the skeleton crew comes next ew oh god yeah, okay i guess strong opinion there yeah pretty sure it's a skeleton crew um so no indication of when the movie is no and i imagine I these pieces that he's laying out you're not gonna get them until the movie mm-hmm. i don't know because again at this point i i've been saying this and i've been and we could start wrapping this up now i think this feloni verse would stand to I think it would be better as a Game of Thrones type of series where it's just one show and we're going to check in with all these characters. And if one episode wants to focus on Ahsoka and Sabine, then then let it be. If another episode is going to focus on Mando and what he's got going on to the greater plot, let it be. I, I feel that is the route they need to take at this rate, because if these are all the pieces, if we have all the pieces, just now start showing them versus... You know, Mando season three, I'm telling you right now, felt like filler. While this this just served, this Ahsoka series served Consistent. consistently. And if there's more to strictly tell within this story, by all means, give us a season two. But if this is all just one big culmination project, just put it all in one place like Game of Thrones. Again, Game of Thrones did it perfectly, um, albeit, you know, later seasons. But I think Star Wars could benefit from a style of storytelling like that. But it seems like, like the world is so vast that you can actually use each character on their own and then tying them in for the big culmination. That's the route that that's going. that's if that's the route, and then I'm gonna need less filler in some places. Well, everything can't be top tier. Everything can't be top tier. Everything can be purposeful. It doesn't have to be top tier. A lot of Mando season three did not feel purposeful. And I, I mean, I'm only comparing it because, you know, that was the latest Star well, Wars outing. Boba but, Fett uh, was only Mandalorian season 2.5. You know, uh, here's the thing. The Boba Fett story did not need to be told. Oh, and I feel as though this is where they I mean, I, I, I've said this before, not on the pod, but I feel as though Star Wars has this this issue of they have interesting characters that you know we want to know more about but not every character needs to have a a, a movie not every character you're needs telling to have me you did not want han solo the movie no and i didn't watch it for that very purpose like <clears throat> it it would have been it, it, it a chewbacca movie how about that but the thing is I'll we don't need to know any more about those characters we like okay cool we met them he's a smart we got it we're fine. The fact that you go ahead and give us this movie for what purpose? Who the Lando show's coming out. Who again? Oh, who? Be, you're gonna love that one. You know what? I want to say something. I don't want to get canceled. But <laughs> what I will say, it's again, a free platform. Not, Speak your it's mind. It's not asked for. But if they were going to do, like, if they're going to give us a show about Lando, is it Young Lando? Yeah. Um, yeah. So then Donald's there was Donald Glover. There's yeah. no need for a solo movie. You could just have Han and Lando, Solo and Lando, something like that, and just give us little stories about what they went through in their life. 
Who who asked for Orlando show? Nobody. Nobody. Who needs it? Nobody. Uh, what does it contribute to the overall? Nothing. It tells you how he went to Cloud City. No one cares. No. <laughs> no one cares. No one asked the question. What they are doing in the Filoni verse, and specifically Ahsoka, is what the fans have been asking for, but did not know is what they needed. Mm. This this right here. Take a beloved, somewhat obscure character, give them a little bit more depth, give us a little bit more expansion of the lore, and we're good with that. It worked out great with this, taking established characters and trying to give us a little bit more background on it. It does not work out that well. They just use them for the familiarity to explore we don't other corners of the Star Wars universe. Star Wars relies too much on the familiarity and what things that they've done before. They, It's almost like they're scared to test the waters and, and go out and do something different because they're not sure how fans are going to react. But looking at the track record, we react pretty well with it. We're kind of sick of the, the tried and true. Best live action Star Wars series. Nine out of ten. And I was notwithstanding, apparently. Oh, still haven't watched it. Exactly. Still haven't watched. Oh, Andor. Um, yeah. So pretty much out of the ones I've watched, because I have not watched Andor, uh, Ahsoka for sure is one of the strongest. It's, I've, I still like Mandalorian more. Uh, but this is like a very strong show, and I think it's a step in the right direction when it comes to Star Wars and actually portraying how vast the universe is and really exploring the mythos. Mm -hmm. And I love the artist, like the artistic freedoms that they took in this show. I really like them. Even as someone who didn't see Clone War, like, you know, the Clone Wars show, show, Rebels, all that, that tie in with Ahsoka, I was able to thoroughly enjoy it. And, you know, wait like week in for each new episode to pop in so i oh. would what oh hey. 9 p.m release times i love it you know nino thought that they dropped at 3 a.m and i was like how do you think we watched this last week did we wait till 3 a.m and he's like oh i forgot so shout out oh, to you. i give it can't read a clock so before before this pod i was gonna give it like a 7.8 ish i think yeah very specific i was like leaning more towards the eight i think i i'll give it like an 8.5 respectable yeah i mean like i said earlier every episode did not drop below an eight even episode one where i was like what the heck is going for on for me the it's, only it's for me consistent. episode one was good it was very good episode two and three for me were the weakest and then it picked up again in four, five, and four and above. Like Fair. for me, two and three for me were like the weakest episodes that I did. I really felt that like nothing was happening. And then like four is like, okay, here we go. So, but overall, something that I was very afraid of with Ahsoka, and this is because Disney series do this a lot. I'm not even going to say like the MCU. I'm going to say Disney. Pacing. Pacing is an issue with a lot of these Disney shows. And Ahsoka actually had pretty good pacing. Fantastic pacing. It actually had very good pacing. 
And that was something that I was most afraid of, especially when I saw eight episodes. And then at episode three, it was kind of like there. I was like, oh, please don't. Please don't. But they they did it good. Mm. Dr. Jace? Uh, before the pod, I was at a five. Shut the uh, hell. No. What? What's wrong with that? It's, uh, finish your thought, please. Go ahead. Just finish. Wait, no, no. You you interrupted me. So now you have to finish floor. your thought. Just finish your thought. Go ahead. Uh, five I, I, I was of... out of I was out of five out of ten. Um I thought portions were mid, but after talking about it, I I think I'm at like a, a good six. A good six. He's bullshitting, but that's okay. <laughs> Playing games, I see. It, it's it's an eight. It's an eight. Um I'll I'll give it an eight. I still have problems with it. I, I honestly more or less was sitting at like a seven point five to a seven. Those annoyances with like the gal they had a new galaxy they came to. It didn't really do anything new with it outside of introducing like a crab people species and the the samurai looking nomads. Um and they were just on that one planet, just yep, yeah, we gotta go. We gotta leave now. Um uh, mm. as as oh oh what what Catwoman V? I was gonna say, but like if they had hopped around to a different planet in the last couple of episodes, would that have felt like the story was being told well or or what? Given that, well, we, we're that we're only given the story that we had because as soon as they got here, now the now the gears have shifted to we gotta leave immediately because. Thrawn is is getting off this planet. We got to chase him. Otherwise, we're stranded. So the plot was written to basically get here and not let it really simmer because now we have to leave. We're in a new galaxy still, I guess, with um, uh, Sabine and uh, Soka. They're stranded. I, I don't even think we, we even touched on that. They're, they're stuck there. Oh, yeah. Uh, first yeah. Yeah, they're stuck there for the foreseeable future. I, yeah. I I would just think can't Ahsoka just call the damn space whales, but no, well, I I uh, guess not. She didn't call um, them the first time, did she? They just happened to be there and she's they were in they're they're in route. They're in they're in migration. They're they're in sync with each other. Um, but I mean well, either way, uh yeah. want to come back the i guess they're stuck there um which then leads it to okay well i guess we have to explore this galaxy now but judging from here i don't like what they did with the galaxy and i don't like what they did with ezra just chilling there because that that was my main motivation like getting into the series I, I i was looking forward to the mystery of what's ezra been doing this whole time is he alive is thrawn alive what's he been doing this whole time and what's this new galaxy what are they going to introduce in a new galaxy that's what I was looking forward to. I didn't really get it in this. So mm. the max I would give is an eight. And that's that's me being overly generous. I should give it a seven. But it's fine. <laughs> it's fine as is. I do not think it's the best Star Wars live action. To each their own. To each their own. Uh, I, I got to say... I had not really considered the whole Ezra thing, what he's been up to for the past couple of years, because I really did not think that Thrawn and Ezra were going to be found. I I swear again that I thought that Morgan was kind of just like BSing these imperialists. I thought she was just trying to like get back to the Dathomiri homeworld and was just kind of like using them. I didn't think that this was going to be a 
a thing the fact that it turns out to be a thing begs the question of how long is thrawn a big bad before the like does he actually help to establish the the order or not like yes, when do they actually i think when he do does. they take him out um because i mean i don't know if this is something that's going to be talked about later but i know that we've discussed it before that I don't remember hearing Thrawn's name mentioned in the new trilogy. It's not. So again, nothing. JJ Abrams doesn't pull anything from anything good. I've said it before. I think this is part of the problem that Star Wars has. They have an end result, and then now they're retconning, trying to get there, explain how they got to the point that they got. So they've made Thrawn this big villain, this big threat, which of course he was. And it it stands to reason that they did have a credible reason to be fearful of him because of how great of a tactician he was and how much trouble he gave them. Um, so I understand it, but given that they did not, he's not in the new trilogy. He's not mentioned as he, as a, even like like the founder of like you know or helped us establish this. And I was going to say like you know even if they had floated the name Snoke at the end of this episode oh like kind of late no delete like if they were trying to lay the groundwork of, of anything of like you know oh we gotta somehow tie into the new trilogy i would have been a little bit more on with it but now it just kind of like leaves the question of what is the point of thrawn if he's not going to I be there you need to understand feloni from what we've seen with star wars and what he does with star wars he very much carves his own path up until the very last minute where he has to tie it back. And that's all well and good, but they are working with a certain amount of time. He is, they he have is, decades. He is, uh, he is not well, thing, worried time, about... Time in Star Wars is, is like, you know, inconsequential because you can never really keep track of the math. But the problem is they have... What is the point of Thrawn? Is my question, and I'm very impatient to figure it out because he, like, if they didn't mention him at all, I'm gonna tell you this: you gotta, you gotta separate it because J.J. Abrams and his little crew were not looking at the greater Star Wars universe. And again, part of the problem with Star Wars as a franchise, they always do this to themselves. No, 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 no. That's what he did. I. But now it's now it's a consequence that the rest of the Star Wars franchise has to abide by. I see what the uh, it's a, it's it, there is a buy, but I'm you're going to I think ruin part of this journey if you keep. Baloney is here, Abrams is here. Wow, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Wow. It doesn't matter where they are in their storytelling abilities. This is the no, end. No, so we have but to. No, no, no. But there. that's what I'm saying is if you keep thinking that you know, oh, Abrams never mentioned him. Of course, yes, he never mentioned him because he's never going to mention any of the greater Star Wars universe because he did not do it right. He His goal was to essentially recapture the hearts and minds of Star Wars fans by giving you the same old stuff. He did not carve a new path. Filoni will play this game of tie-in where he has to play the game of tie-in. But with that said, and his track record shows, he does a fantastic job at exploring more aspects and parts of the mythos within that time frame he hasn't failed yet i'm not expecting him to fail i'm just saying we're in the early stages of the new republic but the idea that we've got this big bad 
that like you know they're fearful of we somehow have to see the new republic fall and the order rise and this big bad that they are fearful of doesn't get mentioned at all but then of course the big bad that is actually in the trilogy isn't even floated yet as being a potential character i have questions i have a lot of questions but whatever i'm in i am a very impatient person when it comes to this so it is what it is i think we will get our answers i believe skeleton crew Ugh. should be the next one up not the within... acolyte well the acolyte is its own thing because that's old republic oh uh, wait no that's high that's high and... republic i think yeah high republic old republic whichever one uh it's not um I don't I I mean it's years before so I don't see how it could be tied is it necessary in um it's, it's, no it'll be cool because we it, never I seen I don't this. doubt it'll be cool or good or whatever but is like is it necessary you're spending a bunch of time on I mean nothing's necessary uh, at the end of the day it's content for streaming it's consume it's, consume your is, this content is what I mean Star Wars they pump out so much content and whether or not it's relevant whether or not it's canon like it it causes problems it, this i imagine will be fine it is probably the most far removed from any of the main stories i think it'll be fine mm. however yes the acolyte does drop and it will i believe it's slated for 2024 uh skeleton crew will be the next in the filoni verse uh i don't think we have word on mando season four but I imagine if production starts next year, uh, we will see it probably 2025. Uh, and then with that said, I don't know where Ahsoka falls. Um, yeah, we, we might be in the dawn of a new age for Star Wars series. And or season two is also, I think, supposed to drop in 2024. Oh, God. Um, I think that's it as far as the Wait, extent is... and or season two. Because that was filming this was year. Um. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at with the Star Wars as far as the future is concerned. But I think that's it for us here on Ahsoka. Yes, we're good. We're good. okay. Yes. All right. Well, folks, listen. Ahsoka, all eight episodes are out now on Disney Plus. Uh, some will call it the best Star Wars live action series. Some will call it a great live action Star Wars series. Some will say it needs more. We need more. It's here. Take what you can. Give nothing back. But that is it from us here at the Yonko table. Uh, I am your host, Grandmaster Hoop, fellow Yonko, Dr. Jace Attorney, Supernovas, Dr. Mondo, and Catwoman V. Thank you again for listening to us today as we explore the series as a whole. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch with Dr. Jace on Twitch. And of course, if you ever feel the need to join our discussion that you heard today, please click the link below. Join our Discord and join the discourse. And we'll gladly duke it out with you. But with that said, we're signing off. How should we end this thing? Um, Star Wars quote. Do uh, it. That is not Star Wars related at all. Do uh, it is not Star Wars related. No, at he's all. singing out of the box. <laughs> out of the box. <laughs> out out of the box. It has nothing to do with Star Wars. It's Disney. That's close enough. That is not. Um 
I hate you. What the hell was what that? What is that? I hate you. That's Anakin. You I couldn't, couldn't even de decipher else. that. That sounded like a squirrel. You are my brother, Anakin. You didn't want to say I have the high ground. I have the high ground. <laughs>